1: Welcome into the Bottom Line News Radio, 610-KONA. Happy Wednesday afternoon. Gosh, it's Wednesday already, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Crazy how fast the week flies. 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Also, if you want to join us via email, you can do so. Visit our website, 610kona.com, the Bottom Line page, your name where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Parlor at the Bottom Line 610, and our free mobile app available through the Google Play and The Apple stores. Rob Francis at Dawson here coming up. We will uh, a little bit later on this hour, we'll have more information for those Franklin County businesses who will have the opportunity to apply for money through the CARES Act as uh, Stephanie Swanberg with the Tri-City Regional Chamber will join us with more information on that. So if you are a business in Franklin County, you're going to want to tune in specifically around 3.30 to get that information. And uh, in the four o'clock hour, Our candidate forum will focus on the 9th Legislative District. Representative Mary Dye uh, will join us in studio. Uh, Presidential debate tomorrow night, Aaron. The final one. Well, it was supposed to be the final one. It probably will be the final one, but it's the second instead of the third. Uh, The second debate was canceled. So, we will have the final presidential debate tomorrow
2: night beginning at 6 p.m. roughly here on News Radio 610 KONA. Scheduled to to take place. Yes, scheduled to take place. I I just have to say that, you know, because, you know, weird stuff is. I mean, it's 2020. Weird stuff is happening.
1: Also, scheduled to take place on Monday is the full Senate vote for confirmation on Amy Coney Barrett. Yes. And. I think we can all agree that we have seen a we've seen a change in the political discourse over the last few years. We have? We it's slight. Small. Oh. Small. Maybe maybe, maybe barely maybe, noticeable. Maybe to use the word moderate change would be appropriate. Ah. <laughs> You're up at the bottom line, news radio six ten K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Hey fellas, it's Mike. What's up, Mike? What's going on? Hey, Rob, you've been slacking. Ed's been pulling all the flipping time. What's the deal?
1: Hey, man, you know, life happens. That's all I can tell you. (laughs)
3: That's true. (laughs) All right, so here's what I got for you today. Um, They're making a big deal about uh, Obamacare with Coney Barrett, okay? So I was reading this morning that when the vote comes, they're going to have pictures of people that are not even going to show up. They're going to have pictures of people who are going to lose their health care because supposedly Cody Barrett is the deciding factor in how it all goes. But if you do any research on Obamacare, it was designed to basically fail in 10 years. And at that 10-year mark, their hope was that society would say, see, it's failing uh, why doesn't the government just take over health care? Let's give the government a try. So the whole thing was a sham. You didn't get to keep your doctor. Your premiums went up 2500 bucks, whatever, whatever, whatever. But they're making this big deal about uh, Obamacare when it's really not about Obamacare at all. And the, the best thing is that they're going to get true leadership and they don't know it and they hate it
1: you know mike it's 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 interesting and 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 it's funny I'm glad you you pointed it really isn't about obamacare it's about what's left of obamacare um because in truth while while there were many conservatives that were upset with John Roberts all those years ago when he ruled that obamacare when he was one of the um when he was the deciding vote, saying that Obamacare was able to stay the law of the land, a lot of people overlooked his reasoning for it. And his reasoning for it was because the federal government has the ability to tax. And even though the Obama administration, when pushing for the ACA, said it wasn't a tax, they argued in front of the Supreme Court that it was a tax. That was was their argument to be able to For it to pass muster was that it was a tax. So John Roberts saw that and said, okay, it's a tax. Federal government can levy whatever kind of tax they want to. This is a tax. Well, now that the individual mandate has been pulled out of it, that's what's left to decide. Can it stay because it was the individual mandate that made the, the ACA the law of the land? That's the only thing that gave it the viability was the individual mandate. Now that that is gone, it's not about the ACA. It's not about Obamacare. It is about the ability for the law to stand based on the fact that the one premise that gave it its viability is gone. So it's not about the health care at all. And everyone in the city and every Democrat that's telling you they're going to take away your insurance, it's already been done. The fact that you have to buy this is already gone, and it's been gone for a couple years. You've already had the option to opt out and not have it for a couple years now. You don't have any penalties to pay. You don't have to have Obamacare if you don't want Obamacare. You don't have to carry AppleCare if you don't want AppleCare. That's already been gutted. This is not about whether or not you do or do not have the ability to have insurance They've already taken care of that part. This is about it being the law of the land and its constitutionality now that that aspect and the tax that John Roberts described it as all those years ago, that tax is no longer able to be levied by the federal government.
2: Well, Mike is correct. You know, there's, there's going to be a committee uh, vote to uh, send a confirmation to the full Senate. We already know the way the votes are going to go. She's going to get the, enough to, to come out of committee, and she's going to have enough votes to be confirmed. Um, what this is, when all else fails, when the Democrats know that they have lost, when they've lost the battle, they try to continue the war. And part of that is to use theatrics. So Mike is right. They are going to have in their place because their vote in this doesn't matter. They they can if they thought it was going to be a close vote, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't they wouldn't be you know doing the theatrics. But they're going to have cardboard cutouts of everyday people who are going to quote unquote lose their their health insurance over over this over this particular. Uh, Supreme court nominee. Okay. So that's, what's going to happen. And then they're going to have the full Senate vote on Monday. That's, that's what the plan is right now. So it's again, it's, it's theatrics. It's, it's trying to, it's trying to stay in, in the game. They're, they're trying to keep the war going even though they're going to lose this particular battle. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
3: This is Chuck from West Richland.
2: Hi, Chuck. What's going on?
3: Well, hey, you know, on,
4: on what you're talking about, what they've got going on is the procedure vote. You can't have a floor vote from the whole Senate until it passes out of committee. And the rules to pass out a committee is it has to be, you know, the majority. But also there have to be two people from the opposing party present when the vote is taken. That's why they're boycotting so that they can't pass it out of committee. That's their plan.
1: Absolutely 100%, Chuck. And here's, here's where we go back to um, kind of our initial statement before we started with the phone calls, whereas our, our discourse has changed. Um, many years ago, this is something that never would have even been conceived by either party ever, no way, they would not have looked at disrespecting the Senate in the way that we are seeing right now, not showing up for votes, intentionally not creating quorums. You know, it was, okay, I'm elected to do this job. Now we are seeing more cases of where they are finding ways to not do the job that they have been elected to do. Instead of doing the job that they have been elected to do. And where did it begin? Harry Reid. The nuclear option. That's where it started with Harry Reid. Harry Reid went down this road during the Obama administration. Harry Reid started this. Harry Reid deserves credit, blame, whatever you want to call it, for the current climate that exists in Washington, D.C. with the parties at this stage. He opened the door. Everybody else jumped through it. And so now you have elected senators saying, I'm not going to do my job because I ideologically disagree and want to hijack and hold hostage the process. That's where we're at today. And if you think it's going to get any better, you're kidding
0: yourself. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610. KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline 509 547 1610
1: on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. 547 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Perfection Tire, four locations here in the Tri-Cities have been serving this community for generations. Families so over the years have taken their vehicles into Perfection Tire, not just for tires, but also for other services like having their batteries replaced, shocks, struts, tune-ups. Leave your car in the perfect hands of Perfection Tire. Check out their website, PerfectionTire.com, for all of the services that they provide. Um... Do you think for one second that what's happening in Washington, D.C. is going to get any better? Because, look, what Harry Reid started, Mitch McConnell continued. Okay? Harry Reid took the nuclear option in one degree. Mitch McConnell added it to Supreme Court justices. The Democrats want to play with not providing a quorum, not showing up. They've done sit-ins multiple times. But this this takes it to another level. This means we're not going to show up to a vote. Do you really think that if there is a Supreme Court vacancy during a Democrat president, save Joe Biden, does get elected, do you think the Republicans won't do the same thing? Do you honestly think that any trick and any stunt that is going to be pulled by one party right now is not going to be emulated by the other when their opportunity arises?
2: Well, obviously, the answer. Well, the Democrats didn't think so. That's that's why you know. But the but the Democrats in in recent history, and you can use the the Harry Reid nuclear option as as uh, you know, Exhibit A of that argument, is they will do things that will benefit them in the moment and not think long term. You know, they, there might be some some thought way in the back of their heads that well this you know this might be used against us uh, you know in a similar setting down the road but right now is the most important moment in time so we need to take care of our business and do this thing now so again i think the same logic is going to apply here to the democrats in the senate on this committee who are planning to do this This is the most important time in history. Therefore, everything else, you know, everything goes out the window. They have to do what they have to right now. And whether it bites them in the butt down the road or not is inconsequential. I mean, we have we have seen enough evidence, I think, where and don't get me don't get me wrong. The Republicans do this from time to time, too. Although they they do have a, a little bit better track record of looking more long term than the Democrats. But they do. They do knee jerk things, too. Heck, the president does knee jerk things all the time. But in this particular case, I don't think that they care. The Democrats care if it bites them in the butt down the road, because now is the most important time.
1: And I get that. It's all about the immediacy and, and, and the foresight. Is is we, we hear lots of hindsight conversation, but never foresight conversation, because we, we don't look to see um, what the ramifications of the actions can be. It's always, let's placate the base as soon as we possibly can, get them rallying behind us. Um, but I, I seem to remember all the screaming and yelling that Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh were going to be the end of the world, and w- w- the court's
2: operating just fine. Again, um, at the moment... Right. It Again, was the absolutely. most important thing in the history uh, of man.
1: Brett Kavanaugh can't get confirmed to the Supreme Court because then all rapists will be able to rape people whenever they want to and we will live in the United States of rapey America. Never happened because Brett Kavanaugh wasn't a rapist. Well, and Bill um, Cosby was arrested. so we're Well, okay that's that true. Fight. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but. You know, the whole Amy Coney Barrett fears and everything else, yes, it's it's certainly pushing the agenda for the immediacy of the base and getting them riled up and so on and so forth. But at the same time, if they don't think for a second that the same cards will be pulled out of the playbook, when it's their opportunity and their push, they use the same arguments that Republicans are using right now, and Republicans use the same arguments Democrats are using right now. That's right. All it's going to be is it's going to be a flipped script. And when the hell are we going to get tired of it?
2: When are we going to get tired of it? Well, when some are. We- are but, but see, here's the problem, and, and we said, you said it off the top, that in the last 10 years or thereabouts, <laughs> last little while, what's been dividing us and pushing us further uh, away from each other is that we are taking sides. I mean, it, it's like we're, we're cheering for a sports team. And we're backing a sports team and the the rival is is doing A, B and C. So we need to counter, you know, what the rival is doing. And it's it's all about R versus D instead of what's best for the country. This has been going on, you know, for a, a significant amount of time. So this current environment is a byproduct of that.
1: You know, I've never in my entire life felt the need to defend a politician ever, ever. Okay, they can defend themselves. They're adults. They have their record to stand on. You may like somebody. You may not like somebody. But what we have seen in the last decade or so is we've seen the average American defending politicians. What happened to the day that we defended our way of life and our society instead of defending people that are running for office. We're defending a side. We're defending a side. We're defending people that associate with a side. We're defending... Mm-hmm. We're, 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 I mean, you, seriously, you may as well just put Mitch McConnell's face on a T-shirt and start selling it like you would with, with the Seahawks jersey. That's right. We, we've, we've gone away from defending... Although that would be pretty pretty sad. It would. We, we've gone away from defending our way of life and, and what we choose and what we expect the public servants to do for us. And we've gone to defending the public servants no matter what they do. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K&A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Tom from Kennewick. What's up, there's Tom? No reason for this, there's no reason for the Supreme Court to even hear Obamacare because the mandate has been overturned. And so it's not bothering anyone. Nobody has to buy it unless they want to. So I think the whole thing's a bunch of smoke mirrors. Thanks.
2: Thanks yeah, for the call. Appreciate that's it. That's a great point. I mean, we don't know. What cases are going to I mean, the, the, right. same, the, the same argument uh, about the abortion, about Roe v. Wade, you know, is is Roe v. Wade going to come before the Supreme Court anytime soon? It could, I suppose, you know, but that's, you know, trying to predict what happens in the future. That's I agree with the last caller. We don't know when or even if something is going to get challenged to a point where the Supreme Court is going to hear it. It could happen, again, for the umpteenth time. This is all about power. Getting it and keeping it. That's all this is. And swaying the public to to back your side so that your side can either acquire or keep power. And look, both, both R's and D's are doing it. Right now... The D's are, are seeing a lot of their power slip away. Uh, they, they did over the last three-plus years, and they fear it could be for even longer, in which more power will slip away if Trump is re-elected.
1: You know, it'll be very interesting to see um, how it plays out. You're right. They, they, have see, they're, they're, they fear more the fact that this will be the absolute 100% final nail in 80 years of court domination. And that's why they're screaming about court packing. That's why they're screaming about this, because they've had an 80 year run in dominating the courts and having decisions that were more activist than they were really based on, on, on constitutional matter. They don't want that to change, but it's going to on Monday.
0: Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottomline610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser.
1: Back at the bottom line, news radio 610 E K O N A. Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance, waiting to hear from you. Whether or not you're looking for auto insurance or you want to bundle homeowners, life, maybe you've got a small business or. You own a farm and you're looking for farm insurance. You want to look at some options there. American Family Insurance does all of that and then some. Contact Jason today via his website. The only American Star certified rated agent with American Family Insurance in the Tri-Cities. And that's all to do with customer service. Contact Jason today via his website, JasonHoge.com. American Family Insurance. Coming up, we will have information for Franklin County businesses on how they can apply for money through the CARES Act uh, with Stephanie Swanberg from the Tri-City Regional Chamber of Commerce. So stick around for uh, very important information regarding that if you are a business in Franklin County, how you can get a piece of the CARES Act pie to help your bottom line in your business.
2: And then coming up next hour... We will uh, continue our candidate forums. We're getting down to it. Yeah. We're just uh, now less than a couple of weeks away from the election. So I haven't filled my ballot out yet. You haven't? Nope. Haven't filled my ballot out yet. Okay. I just, did. Just and kind I, of staring I, at it at the table. I did it over the weekend and I threw it in a, in a ballot box. Um, yeah. I'll do the same, same thing. I, I thought it was very
1: interesting yesterday that both of our candidates uh, talked about while they... Uh, while they respect the US mail and, and don't you know have any issues with it that they feel more secure dropping it in the ballot box. And, and I, I think that's viable and valid. If you have an issue or you or you are concerned about all of the information that's being out there, concerned by some of the news reports that you're seeing about things and you feel more comfortable putting it in a ballot box, put it in the ballot box because you know what you do when you put it in the ballot box, you're saving yourself some tax dollars. Yeah. Because the only way that the, the that the money gets used in the 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 paid for you know reply for the mail in ballots with the postage paid is if you actually use the postal service. If you drop it in the ballot box, they don't collect, so it's not been paid for by uh by taxpayers. So you save taxpayer money too. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio six ten K one A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
5: Hey, this is Matt from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? Well, I'm just know that the Democrats are a little bit hacked off because they didn't weren't able to put somebody that was like a cross between Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, Kamala Harris in there for Supreme Court, but uh, there's another thing going on here that you guys got to pay attention to. What's that? Well, I I'm wondering what the odds are tomorrow night on the debate whether or not they're going to ask Biden about him and his son's uh, connection with China and all the money.
2: The moderator is not going to ask a question. The moderator has already uh, released the topics that she is going to cover. And I have a sneaking suspicion that if Trump tries to bring it up, his mic is going to get muted. Probably. Which is something that the coalition agreed upon. After the first debate well, fiasco, well, they
1: agreed that after the two minutes, they'll mute the microphone. Within that two minutes, or, or whatever, within the period of time, he can say whatever he wants. Yes. Now, if they mute his microphone when he's talking about that,
2: that's going to look bad for them. Well, I mean, they're they're also going to mute if it's not your time to talk. And what right. I'm saying is, if he jumps in with some, Trump jumps in with some uh, something like that along those lines, he's going to get muted. If he can somehow. You know, if he's asked about COVID by the moderator and he goes off on Hunter Biden, then we'll see what happens, I guess. I
1: I guess here's the only thing that I would say about the whole Hunter Biden situation. Is it surprising? No, not in any way, shape or form. How many people that are voting? Are really going to care about it? How many people whose vote is yet to be undecided? Now, Hunter Biden himself is not running for president. Hunter Biden himself is the son of Joe Biden and we know that Hunter's had a lot of problems over the course of his life. If the big guy, yeah. Okay, if Joe. the big if the big guy is revealed within the next week or two of legitimately getting a piece of the pie, if the big guy is seen to be the organizer of Hunter's activities and getting a cut, that's a problem. If it's shown in the next week or two that the big guy was orchestrating things when he was vice president and really did get involved in the Ukraine at Hunter's request, which those emails certainly point to the fact that Joe had an unscheduled meeting with Ukraine officials about removing the prosecutor while he was vice president. If that is 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 validated in the next week or two, Joe's got a problem. Well, okay, but Hunter, Biden can,
2: but Hunter Biden can do all the coke he wants. Yeah. Well, it's and he's not already, gonna impact Joe Biden. Okay. So my question is even if the connection is made, at this point, honestly, does it matter? You still have more people that are gonna go to the polls and are gonna mail in a ballot. Yes, it matters. There there are already tons of people who have already voted. You're right. So, there are, but I'm I'm talking logistically. Mm-hmm. So, do people think that Joe Biden will withdraw out of shame? No, you know, or even if charges are brought, it's, it's, he still could get elected president. You're so, right. He so could. what's the point?
1: Well, here's 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 where it gets interesting because if Joe's is if Joe's found to have committed a crime while he was vice president, becoming president of the United States doesn't make him immune.
2: To a crime that he committed. Okay. Doesn't it make it so, so words, why so why did it come out now just as as a, a you know why did it for, come out now? Because somebody dropped because
1: somebody dropped his laptops off and forgot to pick them up.
0: That's yes, why it
2: came out now. I understand that, but that was a little while ago. It didn't just happen yesterday. You, because he never went back to pick them up and they started looking at the hard drives. It was turned over to the FBI. Yeah. The FBI now has it. Yes. So again, I say. For all these people that, are, that think this, this is going to impact the election, I don't know that that's the case.
1: To me, the only impact it has is if it is there is a proven link between Joe Biden profiting off of illegal activity or, or underhanded activity that that, hide, that that Hunter is conducting, that they find that he was directly involved while vice president in directing the affairs on behalf of a business in the Ukraine, that will have an impact. But that has to come out in the next week or two; otherwise, it won't matter.
2: Well, okay, and and the other point is, I don't get me don't get me wrong. If if Joe did something bad, he should be punished, no question about it. But will it affect the election? We've talked agnosium that there is a base of people who are going to vote for Joe for a number of reasons. Correct. There is a base of people who are going to vote for Trump regardless if the same information came out about him. So those middle of the road people. Is this going to matter? Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
5: Well, I was just wondering, I was going to finish my sentence there, that uh, I was wondering if the Constitution allows for the president to uh, finish out his term while he's in prison.
2: Thank you. It's called impeachment. And if the Democrats, if Biden wins and the Democrats keep the House, he's not going to be impeached over this or anything else. Let's go to this phone line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
4: Yeah, this is uh, Art uh, from Kennewick. Hi, Art. Hi. Um, the thing also, too, if Hunter Biden did something wrong and Joe Biden is uh, president and let's say they convict him, that is, uh, Hunter, you know, Joe Biden, he could pardon him before his uh, term, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah you know there's so much politics uh, involved here that uh you know uh, i think it could have an effect with the uh, find out hunter biden uh, uh d- did something was on the take and also joe for one thing uh you know people are a little bit skeptical of uh, biden's with uh china and he gets in there as president uh you don't know what in the heck he could do. And uh, Russia and so forth. You know, Hillary Clinton, uh, didn't she s- sell a bunch of uh, uranium to Putin? And she was in there? Uh, I mean, that uh, doesn't d- sound too good there. And They <laughs> say Trump colluded. It was the uh, Democrats that really coll- uh, concluded.
2: Okay, thank you. Thank you. Our five four seven one six ten 1610 uh, is—look— should these, if if there was any wrongdoing, people should be held accountable. My point is, is any of this gonna gonna affect the election? And forget about this notion that the election is November third. The election is on now. People are voting now. The the election has started. So keep that in mind. Back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
4: This is Mary from Kennewick.
2: Hi, Mary. How are you?
4: I am good. If I was Trump. I would give Joe most of the time to talk, and so when I would ask him a question by the moderator, I would say, well, I'd love to answer that question, but I think the voters really want to know, as they are voting now, Biden, would you pack the court? Would you answer during my time, please? And do the same with the, with the Biden or the Hunter stuff. Give him his time to answer his the questions that people really want to know.
2: Appreciate the call, Mary. Yeah, I mean that certainly is a tactic. I wouldn't put it past Trump. Uh, you know, if he doesn't go off the rails, I mean, I think a lot of that first debate was by design. If he does that again tomorrow night, then he's going to actually, I think, get hurt by by that tactic uh, of just going off the rails. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
5: HVAC out and about.
2: Hi, HVAC. I just What's up?
5: To know you guys asking if uh, some of this stuff that's going on with the Biden and all the money that his family, the crime, Biden crime family, has uh, accrued from Biden's position in office. And you could say that it should. I believe it should. It definitely should affect a lot of things. But the difference is is that unless everybody's just staring and listening to conservative radio, conservative TV shows, then they're not hearing about it, unfortunately, because it's not being played on the mainstream media by any large means at all and everything that you can see, and they, they're they like, oh, this is a, this has been pushed by Russia. Now, personally, if you're so stupid and you're a dullard and you actually believe the Russia narrative after the last one, I mean, I, somehow, I, I'm sorry, maybe you should uh, not vote this year. Have a great day, guys. Appreciate
1: Thanks it. Thanks for the call. We're going to take a quick time out, come back. We'll have information for those businesses in Franklin County looking to see if they are eligible. For money through the CARES Act, Stephanie Swanberg with Tri-City Regional Chamber of Commerce will join us and provide that information for those businesses. So stay tuned for that. Maybe get your pen and pencil ready and uh, jot down whatever info you find is going to be pertinent to help you and your small business in Franklin County. Is more money now being allotted in that regard. So we'll get the rundown from Stephanie in just a few. And, of course, next hour. Mary Dye, 9th Legislative District, current state representative, will join us for our candidate forum. All that and more on the bottom line, radio 610-K1A for this.
0: Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding and Kennewick and Process
1: on the bottom line news radio 610 kona happy wednesday afternoon robinette hanging with you joining us in studio from the tri Cities regional chamber of commerce stephanie swanberg and stephanie some good news for businesses in franklin county recently as uh, at the most recent franklin county commissioners meeting was discussed more money is going to be available for businesses uh, in the county via the cares act talk to us a little bit about uh, this money where it's from and how franklin county businesses can apply to see if they are eligible
6: well, thanks first for having me on. I really appreciate appreciate being here. Um, we are really excited to be part of this new program. It's the Rapid Response Business Grant Program, and uh, Franklin County Board of Commissioners approved it, like you said. We are thrilled that it's CARES Act money, so uh, that allows us a little bit of leeway. We don't have a whole lot of time that's why, that, hence the name Rapid Response. So we are getting busy, uh, getting word out. That's the biggest thing. We're trying to get word out that this money exists and that, um, you know, the, what is available to, to small businesses in Franklin County. So we have $600,000. Uh, we're going to try to get grants out, funding out to, for about $100,000 of that per week until the end of November. So we're taking applications and we're reviewing them uh, first come, first serve.
1: And you know, the interesting thing is $600,000 sounds like a lot, but when you're talking about money to go to help small businesses, that goes quick.
6: It really does. Uh, there's another grant out there that just got announced uh, with the Tri-City Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So they have some funding available there as well. So let's not forget that. And there's also you know, other grants here and there. Uh, if you want to take a look at the Tri-City Regional Chamber website on the rapid res- or the, um, the resource guide, there's a whole couple, I don't know, four or five pages worth of grants that your business might be eligible for.
1: So Stephanie, if there is a business in Franklin County that is interested in applying, where can they go and roughly how much time should they expect to spend in filling out all the uh, information, the application, whatever that they're going to need to, to find out if they're eligible?
6: Right. Well, they do need to just look at the website and look at what qualifies them for eligibility to apply. And once they know that, uh, the application is fairly straightforward. I mean, there is a section that asks them um, how their business has been affected by COVID. We didn't want it to be so cut and dry that they couldn't add their own narrative. So so there is um, there is that. But probably, I don't know, start to finish 15, 20 minutes max and then get that turned into the regional chamber where we, ver- we verify through the IRS. They're standing with the IRS, their business license, and if they're, if they're in good standing with L&I. So those are some of the pieces that need to come together in order for them to qualify.
1: Are there any businesses that are excluded from the applications?
6: Very, very good question and very important. Um, child care providers are excluded from this because there is money. Uh, available specifically for child care providers in Benton and Franklin county
1: so child care providers are the only ones that are excluded from mm. or are there a couple other elements that that are
6: yeah they have to they have to have an annual revenue uh, at twenty twenty thousand dollars It's not much, but right. it also goes up to five million so within that that annual revenue spectrum between you know twenty thousand and and five million would be the requirement
1: it 's the difference between a business and a hobby
6: exactly
1: yes it 's the difference between a business and a hobby yeah, that's because right. anybody that has a sole proprietorship or a small business or whatever. When you do your taxes and you go through all that, you, you know that what that classification is, the IRS lays down, hence, the right. going through the IRS to determine all that other information as well. That it, it, this is for businesses that really are out there and are, uh, you know, opening the doors that right. do have employees that are out there trying to, uh, you know, meet and make ends meet and provide a service in, in, in the community. So, um, what is the deadline?
6: Well, the deadline for applications is November 20th at 11.59 p.m. We just so, can't, we don't have time uh, to take, take anything later than that, so they won't be accepted.
1: And so when will the grants start to be awarded? Will they be awarded, they will be awarded post-November 20th so you get all the applications in, or are they going to be start? are they being awarded already?
6: They will be awarded uh, beginning on Monday. Okay. So uh, the sooner you get your application in, the better your chances of receiving a grant. Um, yeah. so, so what we will do is we have a panel, and we're going to have that panel meet on a weekly basis and go over the grants, and they'll be scored based on need, greatest need. So it's not a lottery system. It truly is based on businesses that are in crisis. And, and, and the greatest need, uh, the amounts will be assessed based on... Um, how much money uh, they bring in as far as annual revenue
1: now i 'm going to ask you who is involved in the decision making process because i 'm sure there may be business owners out there thinking to myself oh, i 'm only on a chance' Who's going to be involved in the process? Is this going? To, this is going to be determined locally, and there mm-hmm. are people that are going to be in there, in that room, looking at these applications, really diving in, determining, as you said, based on most need. This isn't. This isn't going to be a um, subjective process. This is going to be an object, very objective process.
6: Right, except that one subjective piece. Where they can include their own narrative yes. and talk about their losses due to COVID and closures. So so there will there is one subjective piece, but you're right there. This panel, you know, we've reached out to. Um, so so the, the Hispanic chamber is going to be involved in that, um, Martin. So we're grateful to him. We've reached out to to Colin Hastings with the Pasco chamber and the Connell chamber. Um, we've also, um, Lori Matson, president and CEO of the Tri-City Regional Chamber of Commerce, as well as Chris Rivard, the president of the board.
1: So make sure you get your applications in, go to the Tri-City Regional Chamber's website, get more information, look at it, get the application in. And again, this applies right now to Franklin County businesses. We're just talking about Franklin County businesses right now. Benton County has already had their run. Well, Or are they still going through there? They're
6: those? still going through there. So okay. there is some funds still available. It's not through the regional chamber. It's through Tridec. So for Benton County funds, you want to go check out the Tridec website. And uh, who knows? This, Depending on the next few days, uh, the federal government may decide there's more funding out there. We might get some more uh, funds. And we also might get this time extended. Right now, the end of the line here to get these funds out is November 30th.
1: So, small businesses in Franklin County, visit the Tri-City Regional Chamber's website. Get your application in. There is help for you that is available through the CARES Act. Fill out the application. See what happens. And for Benton County businesses, go through Tridec for a piece of the available funds that are left through that. Stephanie Swanberg with the Tri-City Regional Chamber. Thanks for coming in and providing that information for us today.
6: Thanks so much for having me, Rob.
1: Back with more of the Bottom Line News Radio 610 K1A. Coming up. In the next hour, we'll talk with Representative Mary Dye from the 9th Legislative District in our candidate forum as she seeks your vote for re-election.